0: Start your story. I'm gonna write some
1: notes it was, down. It was actually, um, it was actually, a, it's a, more of an idea than a story. Um, but I've like done some some uh, researching into the like. Remember the time I was telling you about NFTs? Yes. Have you heard? You remember NFTs? Yeah. Like digital art, um, digital art, but there's usually more to it so i've i've delved a little bit deeper into uh into into nfts um and i think i think a fitness nft would be a really cool um cool idea so you get like a cool pardon me
0: like what do you mean like having a gym on the
1: no, so this isn't like having a gym on the the uh, on, like in the metaverse. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Also, FYI, just in case you're noticing on this video that I like disappear and I'm I'm on a green screen because <laughs> my because my office is ugly um, and this sweet looking condo in the background kind of kind of looks like my place actually. It is somewhat accurate, but uh, anyway, no. So an <laughs> NFT nfts are um you know this is my limited understanding and i imagine most of your like most of the audience won't really know what an nft is but so an nft is digital art it's just, it's like it, it, it it's made by artists um it, it's it's made on the blockchain so it's it, it, it's it's along the same lines as like cryptocurrency is as in, in as much as it's it's very um decentralized it's very original and it can't be duplicated um but it's not just art exactly so the the interesting thing with with nfts is that a lot of the nft projects that are happening right now are um their value add and that there's there's a community base and a value add to each nft because otherwise why the fuck would you buy a picture on the internet right you're taking a picture right now i can put on instagram um otherwise why would you buy an nft right like why would you buy um some digital art picture because realistically you can probably just download the picture off of google right um so the the reason is is because by purchasing the NFT, you can actually become part of the NFT community and uh, like the, that specific NFT community. And, and subsequently, um, usually there's perks to being a holder of the art of the NFT, right? Um, so I was thinking, I was like, you know, it'd be a really cool idea to create some kind of like cool um, digital art. Um, like fitness related, and then have the value add being a part of like, a, like a, a fitness community discussion. Um, and then having different programs available for people like you could have like a yoga program, and you can have a kickboxing program, and you can have nutrition, and you can have all these different value ads that people get access to if they purchase the NFT. Right? Does that make sense? Am I making sense here?
0: Yes. But does an NFT only have to be like one photo, like one standstill thing? Like how would you make it fitness?
1: So, well, so the, you make it fitness by just, this is, this is what we're making it. Right. So um, for instance, the, the one of the ideas I had is that like CrossFit forever had this like mascot and it was called Pukey the Clown. Okay right so you take an idea like that which is like a fitness mascot is this clown who's like throwing up in a bucket right and 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 it's just part of the internet community is like all of these different like and the art is strange it's supposed to be weird like that right it's not supposed to be like very very generic it should be like kind of obscure um there's some other ones i've followed along it was like wasted whales and and like um there's like these like monkey ones that are going around right now. I don't know if you've heard it. Cognac just came like cognac, not cognac. Um, the, I can't remember which cognac company, but they just launched an NFT. And Adidas did an NFT. So like, if you bought an Adidas NFT, you get access to to like n- new merchandise in 2022. Um, right. So like that. Yeah. So it, it it's. The reason I find it interesting is because I imagine just given the way that fitness is, um, fitness is usually like, well would probably be one of the last places to end up or, or, you know, for the most part, one of the last genres to make it to that world. And I think being one of the first people to do it um, would be cool.
0: That would be very cool. I think you should look into that.
1: But yeah, you know, like I was thinking like, you know, like you, you, know, you do nutrition, you're the nutrition person.
0: Look into it together, then that's what you wanted me to say, right?
1: <clears throat> uh, well, yeah. And I, and I was like, oh, I just, I, given how many people we, we know within the fitness nutrition community, I think it's, we, we have the resources to actually be able to offer people value, uh, like holders of, of some kind of NFT like that value
0: right? I
1: think we should do it. Screw this podcast. We're in NFTs. Okay. No, the, the the podcast is how you adver- would be one of the ways that you advertise for, for something like that. Very
0: true. Right? Um, you just
1: don't pay, like you don't pay real money for NFT. Well, it's not that you don't pay real money, but you, you have to buy them in Ethereum, right? right. So it's, 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 again, it's all attached to cryptocurrency and that world, um, which while I'm not you know, the most fond of things like, uh, Bitcoin. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm not a big, I, you know, I'm not the most fond of ideas like, um, the metaverse, just in terms of the the potential catastrophe that I could foresee happening with, with a place like that. Um, but I do, I do recognize that crypto nft the metaverse this whole new development of the internet that's that's currently happening and money as well right because crypto is the money of the of the new development of money right um these are going to be the way of the future most likely and um probably the sooner you get involved with it um the better would be my overall um my overall hypothesis take take on everything anyway that was my that was my idea um that has nothing to do with anything that we're actually going to talk about today
0: (laughs) well yeah we i mean everything we talk about is fitness and nutrition related so sort of for sure um i appreciated that little intro john because i did bring light to the fact that we should talk something not podcast related to start the podcast so look at you
1: there you go we're just yeah not yeah. it's like not on purpose on purpose
0: yeah not on purpose, <laughs> on purpose. john and i haven't seen each other in so fucking long because yeah we,
1: tell us why tell us why where are you being
0: I'll, I'll tell you why john gave me covid and now i have covid
1: yeah that's
0: that's the same. i had
1: covid we recorded while i was infected with covid um, yeah.
0: Not knowing.
1: Yeah. We, I didn't, I, ha, I wasn't showing symptoms yet. So it, that that's what happened. And literally we recorded and then the next day I got, I started to get, to get sick. Um, yeah. And then, like we
0: record and we train. So there's just so many ways. Yeah. There's
1: a, there's a few different avenues in which the, inf- through which the infection could have occurred, but <laughs> basically um, I got, I, 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 yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't both, matter That's i gotta just, say we both have covid immunity now to some degree
0: hell yeah right? so isn't, sweet. wait isn't it um like i don't even know isn't it like if you get covid whether you're vaxxed or not you still like you are 27 times more or you have 27 times the amount of antibodies or something like that
1: I, i'm not gonna get into this because so some um some know it all out there will will love to tell us how wrong we are okay, about no, no, no. I'm what, not, what we're not we think you about... <laughs> we know about COVID. Okay, no, no,
0: no. <laughs> I take this all backward. We're not talking about that. I'm just, I just mean, I'm happy for us because now we will not be getting COVID again, hopefully.
1: Well, yeah, something along, or at least we do have some degree of immunity for for some undefined period of time that's how i would say
0: right right we don't really know how
1: long natural immunity lasts but we both know that we got covid and it's highly likely that we have some immunity so that's a good thing
0: yeah i love that for us and
1: and we both and we both recovered pretty well
0: we did both recover you know i'm
1: saying my smell my sense of smell and taste almost all the way back now for a while i couldn't do i had none of it so
0: I have none of it currently so that's fun yeah. anyways
1: give, give it a week give it a week
0: we're moving on um so yeah we haven't seen each other in so long feels like a year only been like a week and a half and so it's sad and we're recording over it
1: Zoom. is sad yeah well and then you're going to Florida for a month so we're just getting practice in really right
0: yeah and now I have a personal vendetta against John because I was supposed to be in Miami a week. She ago.
1: mad, yeah, I know. She's already she already supposed to be there, and I infected her. She got sick right before she was supposed to leave. Then she couldn't travel.
0: <laughs> this fucking guy. So, anyways.
1: But but you have immunity.
0: Thank you, thank you. I appreciate exactly. it.
1: There you go. Um, You're safer now, anyways.
0: I am. It's true. Okay, so moving on. We're recording over Zoom, so if the audio is messed up. I'm so sorry. Which
1: is, which it won't be. The only thing that's messed up is how my head disappears every once in a while. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> that's the only thing that's messed up. Otherwise, everything looks pretty good, I think. Oh
0: my god. Okay, so today we're going to talk about, John, give us the topic and I'll give a little intro.
1: Okay, here we go. Um, Today's topic, stereotypical bodies uh, and stereotypical ideologies of both um, fitness and nutrition. Yes. I feel like
0: we talked about this slightly in one of our previous episodes, but it's such a good topic because I know, I feel like both of us have come into conflict with this, you know, because the stereotypes in both of the industries we're in, even though they're like similar, they're different, whatever, it's very, um, physical, And so people judge your knowledge based on what you physically look like, which really don't have,
1: I mean, they do. And they don't,
0: yes, they do. And they don't because you could be the smartest person in the world and about a certain topic and not, you know, fit that mold, which is what we're going to talk about. But I also like, you obviously could be a great trainer and be jacked. So or a great nutritionist, well, can be thin or whatever. Here's so. what
1: I would say, just, just to add to that. Um, there is value in your own personal experience and you you doing it yourself, whether you're a coach, trainer, or a nutritionist. It, it's not so much necessarily, in my opinion, about what you look like, but much more so about walking the walk and talking the talk, right? That That's really you know, that's the key. In my opinion, it's it's not how big are your arms if you're, you know, a trainer or how skinny are you if you're a nutritionist, but it's really just living the life that you teach to other people.
0: Totally. I agree with that. But unfortunately, in society, we're very shallow people and we think one way. And so when you go to a gym and you see a trainer who is not you know 300 pounds of muscle or like you see someone who's not shredded and then on the other side when you go to see a nutritionist or a dietitian and they're not what society says is thin then you kind of like step back and you're like oh wait why would I take advice from you when you don't even know what you're talking about which is not the case sometimes
1: most of the for time. sure well and I think probably the the biggest the biggest um disservice that that's doing is it's negating the journey that that person's been on right because you're not looking at the the progression over the course of time you're looking at where are where is this person in this exact moment in time not in relation to where did they start versus where are they at now because I mean you know you and I both know genetics right who your parents are and were and the genetics. lifestyle that, genetics, no, but, I'm saying, right. like, but you, you, like the genetics that you were given play a significant role in the type of body that you have. No, oh, totally. Right. And so, so we're equating someone's knowledge and understanding of, of, of a, a very complex um, modalities based on, largely off of something that they had no control over. Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
0: I agree with you. Definitely agree. Um, and as somebody who doesn't fit the mold personally of a nutritionist or what, like people want you to look like, I get that because part of why I look like I do is because of genetics. Part of it is, I mean, I would say majority of it's lifestyle, but a big part is genetics as well. And so I've come into a few, what were you going to
1: say? Yeah, but, you know, but uh, you know, here's the thing, like, based on like you know admittedly i you know like i don't know you i haven't known you for, for 20 years right right but 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 what i do know of you um like it's not like you live an unhealthy lifestyle right you know what i'm saying it's just, so like again it's not like, like you're saying your body the way that your body looks is is based off of lifestyle and i know people who who who, who definitely live a much unhealthier lifestyle than you who are who could you you would say are skinnier oh
0: right? totally this you know what i'm
1: saying love. right so that's that's why I, i'm just going to call that right out right right now because saying oh my lifestyle like you, you live a healthy lifestyle so just because you that that life again it, it there's so much that's going into to the physical form shape that someone takes Right. To to just judge a hundred percent based on that, like we're we're doing a big disservice to everyone involved.
0: Yeah, totally. Which is I I mean, yeah, I agree, of course. And I know there's like so many people out there who are in skinnier bodies and they live very unhealthy lifestyles, whether they, you know, smoke cigarettes and that suppresses their appetite, or they don't eat vegetables, like there's so many different things. And so yes, I would take myself over so many other people who live way unhealthier lifestyles. I was just saying that I look the way I do because of genetics, but also because of my lifestyle. Like, I know that I live a healthy lifestyle. I exercise, I eat healthy foods, I enjoy, but I also do overconsume, and that's a huge part of why I am quote-unquote overweight, you know? Are you overweight? Just. Well,
1: that's why I said, quote unquote, because technically I am. (laughs) a. According to the BMI, that that sweet fucking scale, you know, that's yeah. Humans are really interesting because we like to put ourselves into boxes. We like to do we like really defined borders of things. And like this is this is this this is fitness. This is health and nutrition. It only falls into this perfectly square box like this. And that's, you know, I've been doing this for I've been owning a gym for over 10 years. I've been training and coaching for about 12 and I've been training myself for like 17 years. And I can say that from that overall experience that. The more you try and place a box in around this world, um, the less successful you're going to be in it, both as a coach, a nutritionist, or as a participant in, you know, in fitness and nutrition to, to try and improve yourself. Oh, who's calling? My mom. Oh, hi. Hold on. Hello. <clears throat> oh, hi mom. On.
0: I can't hear you because I'm recording a podcast with John right now, but can I call you back? She goes, bye, 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 bye. (laughs) Um, I put my airplane mode on. Sorry.
1: Very cute.
0: Um, Oh, I, I totally agree with you. I think especially as somebody who used to think there was a box and still kind of, I do get into that mindset sometimes, but you think that there is a box. And so I used to go like when I came to the gym I was still who I am. Like I only came to the gym four months ago. And so I, I would say I have a pretty, pretty much the same mindset that I did when I started, but I still came in being like, I need to lose 50 pounds because of the box, you know, whereas like we've been training for four months and I've gotten so much better with like my strength and my mobility and stuff like that. And I noticed that when I do regular things now, but it's like, it's only weight that,
1: but you also lost some weight too. Yes, I did. You also, you also, you know, changed up your eating a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And rather than like crash diet and, and, you know, fuck with your body's, you know, hormones and, and everything else. Uh, we, we, we took the sustainable approach. Right. We took- right.
0: But it's also like the trainer that you're talking to, because you are not like another trainer, A lot of trainers, and I'm not gonna stereotype because like whatever, but a lot of trainers have like this we don't want to
1: fit anyone in a box.
0: (laughs) Right. We don't like a box. Um a lot of trainers have this idea that I feel like a lot of us know that like you have to cut out fats and you have to eat this many calories and you have to drink a protein shake every day, and whatever, whatever. And then there's you who's just like, This is what I eat. I live my life, I enjoy, but like this is all you have to do, you know? And so I said this, I did like a podcast, my own podcast yesterday. And I said that when I started with you, we started counting macros on my fitness pal. And then it got to a point where I was just like, I fucking hate this. It's triggering. And I don't want to be counting my food. And I told you that and since then i've still lost i think i lost like eight pounds since i stopped counting macros and it's because i've stopped binging and i've stopped yeah. with the whole idea of like in order to lose weight you have to cut out these foods and so it's not like i'm actively trying to lose weight it's just like i'm actively living a life of the without the roller coaster of like the binge restrict thing and so it's been very nice
1: well, and you know what here's the other thing um you, you know, I, I would say that when I suggested to counting macros at the onset of, of our endeavor, um, that's not a forever thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't a you suggestion said. of like, Rack, you need, to, you, need, you, you need to count macros for fucking the rest of your life. And you need to weigh and measure all your food and you need to hate eating and you need to, to you know, <laughs> you need to project your orthorexia on everyone around you, every, right? Like there is value in counting though, right? And, and, and the reason I say that is because um, it does give you a reference and that's kind of important, right? Data, numbers, right? Do, do, do provide some value. And, and the reason is, is because in order for you to make change, it, it, it helps you to understand where you're at right now. And, and, and knowing how much you're consuming, how much that represents, and what result that's giving you.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely... Right?
1: that's that's what we're trying we're trying to do with macros is is give yourself a point of reference and say like okay i'm eating this many this much of everything and this is the result i'm getting so if i want to change that result either go up or go down then i need to add to that you know what i'm saying i need to i need or i need to take away from that right yeah.
0: um i mean you when you brought up the idea of macros i was very open to it because i was like i never really track macros and i've heard people do it and you said to me, like, cause I said to you, do you still, you still weigh your stuff? And you were like, no, I just know how to eat now. But it definitely taught me, I think I did it for like, I don't know, three weeks. Like it was a pretty short run, but it taught me that I was like, I was eating a lot of fat. And if you, you asked me how many calories do you eat or how much like protein, carbs, fats in comparison and percentages do you eat? I was like, I don't know. Like, I think I just eat a lot of carbs, but I was actually eating like 50% fat and like I thought I also ate a lot of protein. I ate like hardly any protein. And so now, even though I don't track, I like still think like, oh, I could go for more protein, you know? So it definitely thought taught definitely taught me things that I I knew to do, but I wasn't doing. And yeah, that's I guess that's all I have to say.
1: For sure. Well, right, exactly. So therein lies the value of of something like that, right? It does, however, become a problem when y- it, it becomes the, the, the like the dictation of your life, right. right? It dictates how you live and operate from when you wake up in the morning to when you go to bed at night. And subsequently that both put, like impacts all of the people who interact with you. And, and, and arguably it decreases your quality of life. Um, oh, and in, right. And in my opinion, and people are welcome to disagree with this, but in my opinion, part of health is quality of life, right? So if you're actually interested in being healthy, um, quality of life has to be considered, not just the number on the scale, not just the number on the barbell um, or the percentage of body fat that you have achieved or haven't achieved.
0: Totally. I mean, a huge part of health is your mental health. And when you are in a state of constantly counting and worrying about what, when your next meal is and what it is, then you, that puts a lot of stress on your mind and that just produces a shit ton of cortisol, cortisol hormone, and you're just not living, you know? And so whether you can run on the treadmill or run a marathon, or like you just said, lift and do a CrossFit workout, it doesn't matter because you're still not healthy. And I, I was talking to my therapist and I was telling her about someone I know who got COVID. And this was like last year and the person went through the fucking ringer. Like they had to go to the hospital. They, their heart was giving them issues. They could hardly breathe and they were so healthy and they, you know, like they literally only ate clean and they worked out every single day. And my therapist was like, maybe they weren't actually healthy. Cause obviously their body couldn't fight off something that a lot of people have been able to fight off. And as we thought, she had no pre-existing issues and whatever. And so my therapist was like, stress and these kinds of things play a huge role and like cause a lot of shit in the body that you don't realize until your body actually has to put its defense mechanism up.
1: Well, for sure. And let's just clarify something too, which is that your body does not know where, like how to interpret stress necessary. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, your body just recognizes stress. It doesn't recognize what is contributing to the stress. Right. So, um, mental stress contributes to your overall stress
0: for sure. Just
1: as much or more as physical stress. Right. Oh Um, and so while someone can can look great if you know like this is classic like you know people who who run the hamster wheel right they're like the anxiety mind that, that that's constantly like thinking about the worst case scenario everything that could happen that hasn't happened yet right you're living in the future which really is in the past because you're basing what you think is going to happen in the future off of what's already happened in the past right yeah, I just messed some people's minds up. Um <laughs> right. But that's just stress, right? And and so you're being being in a chronic stress state in that, you know, in the um in the sympathetic nervous system. Well, how is that going to play out for your body? Like you said, that's one, that's gonna um increase your cortisol levels, right? Uh and Two, there's, there's a whole plethora of other things that are going to happen, right? Like you're, if you're in a constant stress state and you're eating food, like the amount of, of use that you're going to get out of the food that you eat, right? Is, is, is significantly reduced. Like take that into account for a second. You can eat, you can have a great nutrition, but if, if you're not able to down-regulate when you're eating, The amount of value that you get out of all of this nice food that you've created for yourself is significantly less than if you're able to, right? Hence why they call parasympathetic nervous system the rest and digest, right? Because when you downregulate, your body is going to be able to use so much more of this nutritious value that you've put into yourself versus that chronic... Um, overstressed state that are arguably a, a very significant portion of people who live in Western society. I mean, at least in, in the society that I exist in, um, that's where people are at most of the time. For sure. Right? They're struggling. They're struggling yeah. to, to relax. And, 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 and most people got to use an ex, a, you know external substances to help them relax. They're not able to get there on their own. Yeah. That that in itself is an indication of lacking health, in my opinion. Again, that's my opinion.
0: And overexercising, like you can have perfect nutrition, like you just said, and it not get absorbed or used. And then you could also go to the gym every day and think that you're doing great for your body. But stress is a huge, I mean, exercise is a huge stress on the body. And yeah, there's good stress and, and bad stress, but it's stress still. And so that's why People who work out all the time get injuries and can't recover and can't sleep and don't know why, you know, I'm lifting, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Well, yeah, your body has no time to rest and recover and like understand what you're doing for it. Like the good is actually turning into real evil. So I think that's important to remember, but I think we should go back to the topic of the podcast.
1: Well, we're on topic kind of, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I was just going to give an anecdote which is that I, and this will kind of bring us back, which is that I have two clients, okay? Um, Despite some of my best efforts, my one client up until really recently, and and only because an injury, actually, something bad that happened has forced him to change the way his his approach to exercise. But one of my clients was using exercise as, as a means to escape his reality, right? He had a very stressful, has a very stressful home life and a very stressful work life. And the, you know, the uptick that he got from his workout was like a drug for him. And, you know, he, he also was, you know, starving himself. So he was under eating. He was over-exercising and then adding extra stress from family and from work on top of all this, uh, you know, needless to say that he finally had a, had a, a big enough injury that forced him to take a significant amount of time off. Um, and you know, so there's that guy and he's kind of skinny. He's like, you know, six foot, he's five foot 10 and he's about 180 pounds. So if you were to look at him, you'd be like, Oh, this guy's really healthy. Right. And on the other side of that spectrum, I got a client who works out three times a week. He's his lifestyle is very moderated across all aspects, whether it's work, whether it's exercise, um, resting time, all that kind of stuff. Uh, He's not as skinny as my other client. You would look at both of them and say, well, this guy's not like this guy's, you know, the skinny guy over here, he's probably healthier than this guy over here, who's you know, five foot ten, and he's two hundred and fifteen pounds, right? Um, so, but in my my having spent time with both of them, I would I would contest that the person who's five foot ten and two hundred and fifteen pounds, and you know, has much more moderate, um, he's moderate in all the things he does, is probably more healthy than the person who's not
0: Correct. Right. and it seems like he's not as obsessed with the health aspect because an obsession even if it's with something healthy is still an obsession
1: for sure well and and and, and exactly what what happens when you you're obsessed you have an obsession is it clouds your judgment right which is again, you know, I I kept, I I would say to my, my client, I'm like, I'm like, bro, I'm not your drug dealer. Like you can't come at me and, 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 and ask me for workouts to help soothe your life problems. Like I'm not a drug dealer, bro. Like this isn't, you can't use this as a drug because it's going to cloud your judgment and you're going to do dumb shit. That's going to fuck you up later. And that's literally what happened. Yeah. Right. Um, sometimes it sucks being right.
0: (laughs) Oh, you love that.
1: No, I honestly, I don't. Because in that circumstance, I don't want to see someone struggle and have to, you know, have to take Percocets and have to take pain medication because they can't fucking sleep because they're in that much kind of pain, right? Like, I don't don't enjoy seeing someone like that. I would have much rather had someone just listen to my advice. But they do call it the pain teacher for a reason right eventually it's going to catch up to you the pain is going to teach you a lesson at some point in time
0: for sure that is sad I didn't mean you love that the fact that he has on Percocets now but the you just love being right but I love being right
1: well being right's fun you know (laughs) who likes being who who likes being wrong you know like I I don't want I don't want to be wrong um
0: I agree I um Okay, so I mean, I can tell you from firsthand experience, like when it comes back to the stereotypes of the gym, when I first saw you as my trainer, I was like, Oh, you're not you're not so jacked, you know?
1: And... <laughs> oh, you're I'm no. not jacked. I'm not that jacked. What do you mean? Look at these arms.
0: I know. No, John, listen, you're very I'm muscular.
1: kidding. I'm kidding. But I'm not that jacked. I'm really not.
0: You used to be no, more jacked.
1: I, I was for sure.
0: And not that I, also I...
1: hated my life way more.
0: There's the key. <laughs> not that I was judging you because I couldn't give two fucks what my trainer really looks like, as long as they are knowledgeable and can help me reach my goals. But I was just like, okay, I kind of respected you more because you weren't like a meathead who like dry scooped pre-workout into your mouth, you know. I just oh my
1: god, not. I fucking hate that shit. These people I can't that
0: handle that because it kills me, man. It's fucking stupid. And B it just like gives the gym world an even worse name. You know what I mean? It's like a
1: hundred percent. Absolutely. Well, and, and, and yeah, well, th- and this, this, this comes back to the, the stereotypes, right. Or the, what, what did we call it here? Um, ideologies and
0: stereotypes. Yeah. The
1: ideologies of, of this world. Right. And it's like, you know, but for the couple cups of coffee that I have on a regular basis, I ain't taking no fucking pre workouts, man. It ain't happening. Like, I and you know, here's the things. These like, and these are the basic, basic cues that I use to tell. I, I gotta stop moving. Every time I move, it fucks up the, the the green screen here. But the basic, simple cues, man. Honestly, simple cues will give you a really good idea of things that are bad and things that are good. Okay, you ever had pre workout before?
0: no because i don't want my heart to race.
1: Okay, well, here, here's a really good exa- a really good way of telling if something's good for you or not. And it might not always be the case that this is the way to tell, but pre-workout tastes like fucking chemicals. Oh,
0: well, yeah. It
1: course. tastes disgusting, okay? It doesn't fucking taste even slightly like anything of value. It tastes like you're eating chemicals. And if that's not an indicator to you that you shouldn't eat that shit then or drink that shit then i don't know what it is but like i, I straight up you know well, what i'm saying lot, like,
0: i mean i would say majority of the things that a lot of these people take when you walk into gnc is a bunch uh, of it's disgusting right yeah. it's a bunch of chemicals in a bottle but people don't care about that that's not the goal No,
1: i know well the goal is to change how you look right right the goal because is to we think
0: without steroids <laughs>
1: Right. I mean, arguably, in some circumstances, steroids is probably better for you than some of that shit, to be totally honest with you, if you do it right. Right. But I, Mark, know, lot, I know, but I'm just saying I know a lot of people who take
0: advice.
1: No, no, it's not medical advice. But I know a lot of people who've taken performance enhancing drugs just because I've been in this world for a while. And I've seen people do it well. I've seen people do it bad. And I can definitively say that people who do it well are not that unhealthy and people who eat garbage supplements fucking protein three times a day pre-workout this amino acid that they're probably healthier than than the latter right That's right like yeah again anyway i digress with that because like you said it's not medical advice and i, I don't condone taking performance enhancing drugs but um,
0: we should do a um an episode on like debunking fitness trends i would oh,
1: i would love, love that. it that would be a great one i know be because fun.
0: again on my podcast i did like a debunking health trends kind of thing like lemon water and celery juice and nee, nee, nee. oh fucking and celery
1: juice i can't think of something that tastes worse than that
0: <laughs> it's disgusting i did it once awful for seven days anyway but i just talked oh about my like this what thing. about
1: the grapefruit diet
0: yeah that's so fucking stupid and the egg <laughs> diet oh my god that's better though. The egg diet's better. Uh, than-
1: for sure it's better than grill. At, at least you're getting protein and fat
0: I <laughs> with know, eggs. So.
1: Great for you're just getting fiber and carbs.
0: Or the cabbage soup diet? Ugh.
1: Oh, great. So there, there you're just having water and salt.
0: I know. Anyways, we'll do an episode on debunking fitness and health trends that would be really fun. But um yes, I do agree with you those things are bad which I have not whatever bad just chemicals.
1: And, and they're just not healthy. Let's just call I, it what it is. It's just not healthy. Yeah. Right. And, and that's it. Period. Right. Right. And uh, if, if health is your goal, you might want to take that into consideration. Some people health isn't their goal, right? right. Let, let, like, let's just differentiate that for a second because some people like in this fitness and, and nu- nutrition world, their goal is not health. Their goal is aesthetics and While there is some relation to aesthetics and health, they are not a hundred percent related or correlated, I would say, right? Like it's not making you a straight line on the graph here. Right.
0: Yes. When I started and I wanted to lose weight, it was because of aesthetics. I didn't give a shit about my health. I also didn't like think into the future. I was like, oh, I'm just 17. I will live till I'm 90. But um yeah, I didn't give a shit. I just like chewed gum and drank Diet Coke all day and it was incredible for my eating disorder but you know now I'm into health and so that made all the difference but um yeah we were talking about oh yeah so when I saw you you were like not you know zero percent body fat and I appreciated that and then once we got talking and like became closer and I heard about your life experiences and the gallons of milk that you used to drink to gain weight <laughs> I was just like
1: oh no uh, shit. I've lived the unhealthy life to change my body lifestyle. Yeah, I've lived. the I've walked the walk and talked the talk.
0: I know. That's why I appreciate our relationship, because I feel like we've both done that in our own ways. And for sure. So we can help a lot of people. So, yeah, that's my take on on that. Have you ever had people like directly say to you, like, not you're not jacked enough, but like say things or ever since you've gotten a little smaller or less muscular, I don't know how to phrase it. Like, have you ever had awkward things like that?
1: No, I can't say I have generally because um, really because of what you said, which is that, okay, granted for, I, I, I don't know how people judge me when they're, you know, in their mind or when I'm not there, right. right? I don't know how what people's perception of me is, right? Sure. Um, so it's possible that people have judged me or have created an idea about what they think I can or can't do based on how I do or don't look. Right. Um, that said, most people that I've interacted with or spend any degree of time in the kind of relationship that you and I have, have been in, um, are usually they realize pretty quickly that i do actually know what i'm talking about based on the conversations the, the very quick it doesn't take long for me to you know assert that i do actually have some idea about what i'm saying yeah um i mean don't get me wrong like i'm not a weak fuck. you know what i'm i, I can no, still lift weights not at all i, <laughs> mean-, I mean like like but <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, despite all these things, like I, I you know, I'm not the skinniest guy of all time. I'm not fat, and 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 I can still lift some weights if I choose to. Right? It's really a matter of when I choose to. And um, there's this, you know, it's funny. There's this this um, thing that's going around, that's gone around like TikTok and Instagram, and it's the like I don't know if you've seen it. It's like it's always a a wife. And it's got this comedian thing and it's like talking about like oh i want to i want a husband who has abs and then and then the like the 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 girl is like the comedian on the and the voice is like well let me tell you something they're like he's like lower your standards
0: oh yes <laughs> right
1: like and he's lower your standards and um and you'll be happy right like men who work hard can't have abs yeah and 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 while that's not true um I'd say that, you know, people who work hard and who exercise and who eat a, a well rounded diet, you know, like they're not going to be the most shredded person ever. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be the biggest person ever. I agree. That, I and that's where I'm at. That is me, right? The like, I, I exercise, I work hard. I also eat whatever I want when I want, if I feel like it. And my body reflects that.
0: Right. Definitely
1: not whatever you want, when you want. Mm, yeah. You, okay. Well, with, with some moderation, like I, okay. Right. Because on some level, okay. Like again, for, I think I said this one time before, it, like, you know, for me, I have a really hard time. Like, yeah. you smoke a little bit of weed. The next thing, you know, you open a bag of sour keys and you eat the whole thing.
0: Yes. That's know, what
1: happens to me. We know, Right. Like that, this, this happens to me. Uh, and it happens with chips. I'm human. Mm-hmm. Of course. I'm fucking human, right? Yeah. Um, that shit happens to me. So in in on some level, I know that one of the best ways to avoid that, which ultimately, realistically, is probably not that great, right? Like eating 70 grams of sugar in, in the form of sour keys, rot my teeth out. Like, that's not good, right? Like, it's not. Not that I'm hating on sour keys because I love sour keys, but like that many of them. And, and, and I struggle with moderating that. Admittedly, I know for myself that one of the best ways to avoid eating an entire bag of sour keys is to just not buy the sour keys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And so um, that that is one way I mo- like, you know, take responsibility for my nutrition. And the other thing, too, is is that I do value food. Yes. And I value high quality food and I place a priority on spending more money probably than a lot of people might choose to on the quality of food that I buy and also preparing said food. Because again, I know for myself is that if I don't prepare quality foods to eat, I'm just going to eat out. Mm -hmm. Right. And, 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 and while eating out, you know, I love ramen. Ramen's fucking good you know what i'm saying no i'm serious like i love that shit it's so good but like i don't want to eat that every day right i want to enjoy it when i want to enjoy it but i also want to put emphasis on things that are important like eating high quality foods home preparing your meals knowing where your food came from Right? like this is real health in my opinion
0: 100 right
1: not garbage protein powder from gnc you don't even know where the fuck the protein is made out of like, I don't I don't like honestly I, I I don't I haven't taken a protein shake I don't I haven't eaten a protein shake in years
0: yeah. I won't
1: do it I won't touch the stuff
0: yeah oh you it's not healthy to eat cookies and cream flavored uh, whey protein
1: I didn't right like there you go I know your, your answer like right like it's intuitively that's an that's a no from an intuitive perspective that's a no right
0: for sure it's a no right. and it's Speaking of TikTok and Instagram, um, have you ever seen the people who make like a blender full of protein ice cream? No. Oh my god. Yeah, I,
1: I, that shit doesn't show up. You know, it shows up trucks and and <laughs> <laughs> trucks and ATVs and 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 people lifting heavy weights. That's usually what shows up in my.
0: And in liver. My king.
1: Newsfeed. Yeah, Liver King <laughs> guy kills me.
0: I love Liver King. <laughs> Anyways, it's just like. I understand people have goals and they have macros and having a blender size full of protein ice cream is great when you have no calories left for the day. I understand. Okay. I'm not an idiot to that side of it, but like, I just, I don't understand. Like, is that even enjoyable? And like, they add xanthan gum and then all the shit that's in the protein. And I'm just like, Oh my God. Like if you could just, live your life. You know, but whatever. No hate. I really don't no, care. No, there is
1: there is no hate because like I said, people people got goals. And and yeah. and and people's goals, people's people's idea of what they want for themselves is going to be different and that's okay. Totally. I'm not here to hate. I'm not here here to hate on on someone's goals. Yeah. Um what what I am here to to do is what we're here to do is differentiate between what we're accomplishing versus what society might tell us we're accomplishing right and and ultimately for me and and i imagine it's the same for you is is i'm i'm really about achieving a more long long long-term health perspective in what i what i do with both my nutrition and my exercise regimen on a daily weekly monthly and yearly basis
0: for sure and it also just makes it so much easier when you have that outlook on life because rather than having like the new year, new me, or I'm just going to start like going to the gym one time and I'm going to, or I'm going to go like every day, you know, having those like extreme mindsets, just having like the lifestyle goal makes it so much easier because then there's no pressure. Like if you miss two days of the gym, that's great. Go on the third day. If you eat nachos and you feel bad, that's fine. Tomorrow's a new day. And it's just like, I, I don't know what came over me. I feel like it was all of our conversations on honestly, but it's just like, who gives a fuck? Like if you mess up or you, I don't know, mess up. If you feel like you messed up in your fitness goals, like it's fine. You literally have 50 more years to make it up. So it's okay. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Well, yeah. and, and, and here's an example of me doing that in the last week and a half. Um, recovering from covid admittedly, I, I probably should have taken some more time to recover before I returned to both exercising and work. Um, and, you know, recover when I started to exercise again, I mean, like, um, some of the most basic tasks were hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some people might beat themselves up for that yeah you know like they they might they might you know make a whole story about themselves all you're weak you're a pussy you're a bit like all like all that kind of stuff you know what i'm saying um and you know again coming from the like okay this isn't about today's workout only it's about all the workouts after this too it's you know if i go and decide to to wage war on my body even though my body even though like walking for 15 minutes on the treadmill i'm getting out of breath here like I'm probably just gonna make it worse. I'm not gonna actually do anything to help myself. So <clears throat> I'll do what I can, which is walk on the treadmill for 15, 20 minutes and 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 I'll breathe a little bit. And tomorrow's another day and I'll see where it's at, right? And what does that do? Does two things. Uh, the first thing it does is it allows you to fight another day. And the second thing is, is it builds momentum. Yeah right and and then in my opinion that, that building that momentum that's that's where you're going to get the, a lot of results from is 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 just okay uh, this is what I can do today and For then sure. I'll do what I can do tomorrow and I'm just going to keep doing what I can do and if there's days where I can do more I'll do more and if there's days where I can't do as much I won't do as much right yeah. but over the course of time not only are you respecting your body and what it's capable of doing and listening to your body, but you're also, you know, you're, you're, you're consistently allowing yourself an opportunity to, um, to both grow or maintain health and, you know, quote unquote improve for lack of a better word. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we always hear it like consistency, consistency, but it's so true because when you do something for a month and then you get injured or you feel like you don't want to do it anymore and then that's when you don't see results. When you consistently show up and then you take breaks and you show up and you take breaks, like that's when you see all the results. So, I mean, yeah, that's all I really have to say.
1: Well, right. To... It's the same with food. It's the same with nutrition. Yeah, totally. Right it, it's, it's not about the the juice cleanse.
0: The celery juice,
1: right? It's not about Um, the celery juice. It's about, it's about stacking days and weeks and months and years of consistency of, of, of moderate, in my opinion, moderate consistency, right? Not on the extreme end, but if, you know, if the bulk of what you eat is really good quality, well thought out food, and you stack that for months and years, that shit just compounds that adds up. And that's, you know, that's the real value, right? That's the real, like, long-term strategy.
0: For sure. I totally agree with you. Have you heard of the 75 Heart Challenge? No. So it's this guy, I forget his name, but he started this challenge and he didn't think anyone was going to do it. And now it's like one of the most popular fitness trends, I would call it. And so it's like 75 days. You have those- Oh
1: 75 hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard of it, but I don't actually know what it is.
0: You just became like, a,
1: we're
0: not a hippie, like a, I heard of it, but I don't know what it is.
1: Well, I'm old. <laughs> I'm, I'm not actually old. Um,
0: you're not old, but so it's pretty much for 75 days. You have to stick to this plan. It's two workouts a day, one of them has to be outside and a workout counts as walking. You have to stick to a certain diet, but there's no like diet recommendation. It's just like whatever diet you would like. You have to read, I think it's like 10 pages of a book. And to me, it's like, that is something that really comes off as good. Like, you know, it's going to keep you motivated for 75 days. But then I feel like after those 75 days, since you're done in your head, you're going to drop off. It's also very unrealistic to make yourself work out twice a day, one outside, if you live in a cold climate and have a life, you know? So I I understand that these things could be so great and so motivating. And I've seen so many people on TikTok and they do like before and after photos. Like, that's amazing. That's your goal. But like, it's things like that, that I feel like people forget about consistency and the long run because after 75 days, like, I know I would give up. I'd be like, Oh, I'm done.
1: I think you got to remember one thing. Tell me money. No, it's free. Oh, it's free. Well, well, I imagine there's somewhere along in there. There's like, there's money involved.
0: Maybe it's not free, but like, if you know the rules, do it yourself, but no, of course there's money
1: involved. But right. But you got to understand that a lot of, not i don't i don't, i think you'd probably already know this and i'm not implying you don't understand but as a whole we all ought to understand that when we look at any of these diet things these workout programs they all have a timeline they always have a timeline whether it's a nutrition program whether it's an exercise program any of these things they have a timeline because yeah. you ain't fucking selling shit if it's like hey this you're going to do this forever yeah Right. Like that's that's not how the human mind wants to perceive things that they're purchasing in this world. Right. Like that's that's the sad reality of it is that because so much of this is monetized, right, that we're not getting the best product or the best advice because the people who who are giving a lot of that product out or that advice have to make money. uh, Right. And as a result, they need to, to to frame it in a way that allows them to sell it and make money.
0: No, yeah, I understand that. I meant more from the consumer aspect, like, like thinking that, because I mean, you could you could say both things, like A, it is a great idea to start a challenge because then you're going to be motivated and you have to do it. But it's like, you have to remember that after those 75 days, fitness and nutrition are still a big part of your life, and that you can't just drop off. You know, I guess that's all I really wanted to say. But I For wanted sure. to give, it, I wanted to give a story about the stereotype of a nutrition body because I think it's a, it's a good one. Um, if you're into listening to it,
1: me, of course, I'm into listening to it.
0: Me, um, it's not like a story. I guess it's more like a situation. So, so
1: we got a situation.
0: Yeah, we got a situation, and. <laughs> So, um, it was like, maybe when I first started nutrition school, so I would say like a year and a half ago, my mom and I were sitting in the den at our house and she was like, I have a genuine question for you. And I was like, sure, I will, I will answer. Oh boy. And this was when I like started getting into the body acceptance self-love world. And she always had questions for me because it is very confusing. And so we would just like talk about this stuff and get into debates and all that stuff. So she was like, do you think, and she's like, I'm not judging you, but I'm just asking, do you think people will want to take nutrition advice from you as somebody who does not fit the norm? And I was like, okay, first of all, burn, but okay. <laughs> Second of all, um, no, I, I knew what she was asking because I feel like that crosses a lot of people's minds. But I said to her, I was like, yes, I think they will want to take nutrition advice from me because Although I do not fit the mold of a skinny nutritionist, I have a lot of life experience, even though I'm only 23. I have a lot of knowledge and I can relate to people on a lot of things that your classic skinny nutritionist cannot relate on. And she was like, okay, but what if they ask you if you do this? Like, if you tell them that they have to drink three liters of water, for example, and you don't do that, how are they going to trust you? And I was like, well, I do. Like, I I pretty much do talk the I walk the walk or I walk the talk that I talk, you know, and I'm not, I don't sit here and say that you have to be doing X, Y, and Z. And then I don't do any of that. I, I tell all my clients, not that I have a wide array of them yet, but the few clients that I do have, I tell them all that advice that I tell myself, you know, and I understand where she was coming from, because I feel like I wanted to do weight loss nutrition at the beginning. And sometimes it would be difficult to take weight loss advice from somebody who looks like they've never lost weight without talking to me, but I actually don't do weight loss nutrition. I do like disordered eating nutrition and so, and like body image stuff. So it really does fit for me. But I just thought that was interest interesting that she asked me if she thinks that I would get clients based on my body. And I was just like, fuck, this is a big issue because this is how society thinks, you know?
1: 100%. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, and and you know, the first thing I would say in in rebuttal, I guess, be the word I would choose is um, <clears throat> that's a marketing problem. Yeah, that's not that's the, all all that really is 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 finding your niche and finding you know speaking to the people who want to hear the message that you're sharing. That's that's it right um are you gonna attract the 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 girls on instagram who who want to have the like six pack and wear gymshark shorts that like are a little bit um how do you say revealing i don't know i don't know what the right word is but you know like like the 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 butt girls on instagram yeah and i'm not hating on those girls you know what i'm saying i'm not hating on them at all yeah. Right. But well, I uh, what, what I, am, what I am saying is that's just not your target market
0: Right.
1: for, for the, for the service that you're going to, that you're offering. Right. Right. Just acknowledge it. Yeah.
0: You no, know, totally. That, that's I not agree. my
1: target market. Just like what, what I would say is like, I'm not, I'm not here to train someone to, to win the Mr. Olympia bodybuilding show. Like that's not going to, it's not going to happen. Right. Like I don't, I, I, that's not me, man. Like I can't do that for you. Right. Yeah. I can give you guidance on how to, how to do, how to make this a forever thing. Totally. That's really what I do, right? I, I I show people how to make this forever.
0: Yeah. And you're good right? with
1: that. Yeah, cuz I live it. That's my lifestyle, right? Cuz so like everything I do is like I'm I'm telling you what I do, like I'm telling you based on on everything and it's the same for you, right? You live it. You've lived it and and are c- continuing to live it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, so like the clients that I do see are 100% from my Instagram account. And it's just like, I would way rather that than have a line of people who are like looking for weight loss nutrition or looking to get smaller because of aesthetics, because the people who follow me already know my morals pretty much and know my interests. And so when they reach out to me, they know that it's on the basis of X, Y, and Z. And for a lot of them, it's about helping them just like learn how to eat healthier. But some of them, it's about the binge. And like I mentioned earlier, I've really tried to tackle my own binge eating and just like getting that relationship with food on point. And so we don't even talk about weight loss or that kind of stuff. We talk about having bo- positive body image and, you know, eating to honor yourself and all the things, you know? And so it's, it is which, like, which
1: is so fucking important.
0: Right. Honestly, and
1: I, That's yeah. like, how many people do you know, men and women who like, who, who have great bodies from an aesthetic standpoint and the worst fucking body image the worst like the worst self-deprecating self-hating self-loathing like terrible self-talk like that shit adds up man
0: 100% that
1: it adds up yeah you know you know what i mean so like and 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 honestly and here's here's the caveat to all of that is when you view yourself more positively, you are going to be more inclined to make positive health and fitness choices, period. For
0: sure. hundred percent. A lot of the time when you are so down and out about yourself negatively about your body image or, you know, whatever you ate, you end up self-sabotaging by doing that action again and again and again. You know, like you ate shit yesterday and so you feel like shit today and then you're not going to start, you know, your nutrition or your fitness or whatever, just like becomes a downward spiral. And so I totally agree with you in that. And I just think it's so much more important to do that. And maybe you will be living in a slightly larger body or a body that you never intended, or maybe you won't be benching 500 pounds, but you're definitely living a healthier life. And I promise you, it's a happier life. And when you can realize that, then that makes all the difference.
1: Yeah. And you'll realize it when you're ready to. Oh
0: yeah. It takes time.
1: Right. Cause, cause you know, some people are not ready to hear this message No, and that's fine too. Right. They're not like some people, like I said, because they're just, that's not where they're at and, and that's okay. Right. Like we're not here to, to shit on people's goals or to, to hate on bodybuilders or to hate on the instagram butt girls like right like i mean i'll watch those videos you know what i'm saying for sure like, we all do <laughs> absolutely right like so you know but i, I think overarching and, and and this is really the tie tie up for this this whole conversation we've had which is that those things don't necessarily reflect health and I think it's it it's important that that be t- that story be told because unfortunately a lot of unfortunately a lot of people get sucked into the trap that that is health and that they have to do that in order to be healthy and that's just not the case.
0: Right. I totally agree with you. And it might be, you know, it might mean not being as jacked as you want or not being as thin as you want or whatever, but it's it's so worth it and we both like you just said have learned whether it's taken 23 years or 34 it is what it is you know you And that's like a lot of people it takes them they never even realize it you know and some people it takes 50 years and some it doesn't so it's it's also but a little I, bit
1: no i was gonna say i i, I see some people there in their 50s they're still doing it to themselves oh yeah 50s, right like they're still hitting it they're still killing themselves about this stuff yeah. And that's, and that's okay. It's right? totally just okay. <clears throat> is what yeah. it is. That's, that's do. their journey, right? Like that's where they're at. That's the, that's the life they're living. And maybe they'll never, maybe they'll never change their, their frame of mind. Maybe they will, maybe they'll have an injury that changes their mind, or maybe they'll have some kind of setback that changes their mind, but you know, and, and some people, it just never happens and that's okay. Right. Like they live their life do their thing enjoy
0: enjoy we're just here to shed a little bit of light (laughs)
1: yeah we're just here for perspective right like that's it that's all
0: that's it that's all
1: anyway i think that's uh that's a wrap
0: that's so funny someone just texted me i don't even know who this is and it's an article from like webmd or something and it says why you should not use bmi for your new year's resolutions (laughs)
1: Right. Well, because BMI doesn't take lean mass into account.
0: Oh my God. Right? I made a TikTok it, it, today about, um. I posted it on my Reels too, if you didn't see, but I made a TikTok about like the four ways to trigger your younger self. And it was like, one was the scale at the doctor's office, like the big, you know, the big scales. Two was the chart, the BMI chart. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> when they move that tick over, oh. Um, the BMI chart, like when I was a kid, I was so overweight that my doctor would make me like watch him add the circle and like watch the line on the chart go up, and I was just like, "Oh
1: goodness, I don't give that's, a fuck!" That's...
0: Like, don't. Isn't that awful? Anyways, and then yeah, it just, like, it is. bars and my fitness pal, it was like so many funny things, but yeah, BMI is just a load of bullshit. Ugh anyways i think uh we'll cut it off here that was a pretty good episode i feel like part of it had nothing to do with the topic and then part of it
1: it it all it all tied together
0: yeah Yeah. this
1: might have been the best one we did
0: wow see maybe it's better when we're not in the same room because we're looking at each other
1: yeah it could be that (laughs) i need to
0: put the
1: lights on next time i know i was gonna say it's a little dark over there but that's okay
0: it's okay people
1: are people people are here to listen not necessarily watch
0: yeah, uh, totally. Well, uh, this was super great. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Yeah. Where does everyone find you?
0: Oh, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, you we got to
1: make me- a habit out of this.
0: I know. You can find me on Instagram at Raquel Benita, or you can find my other podcast on the call-in app. So you have to download a new app, but just do it for me. Um, and it's called Confessions of a Thick Thigh. And John will be on an episode next week.
1: Sweet. Um, yeah, you can find we'll me... Find uh, you- at the wounded athlete on instagram uh you can find the gyms the gym i'm still i still say the gyms i don't have two gyms anymore Get it together. i have one the fuck um I, you can find the gym at www.vonsc.ca that's my gym um yeah that's it that's wow. all what um, a conversation amazing. thank you everyone for listening
0: this was great
1: bye yeah, you guys- Au revoir, everybody. (laughs)
0: Done?